Well, now it's time for our daily Bloomberg Law Brief, exploring legal issues in the news. And the Law Brief is brought to you by American Arbitration Association. International trade or business dispute resolve faster with the International Center for Dispute Resolution, the leader in alternative dispute resolution around the world, ICDR.org. Today, Bloomberg Law hosts Jim Grasso and Greg Store discuss a British Supreme Court decision about Brexit, in which the justices decided by a vote of 8-3 to three that Parliament must have a say in Theresa May's plans to exit the European Union. They speak with Michael Gordon, a professor at the University of Liverpool, and Stephen Pierce, a professor at the University of Essex. Mike, in a nutshell, what was the core of the reasoning of the UK Supreme Court majority? Okay, so the, so the core of the reasoning on the, on the primary conclusion, at least, that there's a need for an act of parliament to authorise the government beginning that process of negotiation of our, of our exit from the EU under, under Article 50 of the European Treaties, was that um, in domestic terms, EU law is what the majority call almost a new source of law in the UK constitution. And and what the majority has concluded is that the government's royal prerogative powers, the sort of powers that the government possesses to conduct international relations and ratify treaties, can't be used to cut off a new source of law, as they call it, that the 1972 European Communities Act, an act of parliament that brought us into the EU, has established. So it's quite quite an interesting argument about EU law being this sort of, this new source of law in the UK constitution, and them saying that the legislation of parliament in 1972 and legislation since then dealing with changes to our EU membership hasn't left the government with the power under the royal prerogative to sort of begin that process of withdrawal. Stephen, there were three in the minority. What was their argument? Well, they stuck with the more traditional view, which is that the government's power to sign up to treaties and denounce treaties isn't limited, at least in this case, by the European Communities Act, because it would still stay on the books. And it, uh, even though it didn't create any legal effect, perhaps, it um, would uh, nevertheless, the, the minority felt they wanted to give precedence to the, the government's power to act over parliament's power. It's sort of, there are two rules really in conflict with each other here, whether, whether you give precedence to the government's power to act over treaties or parliament's power to change its previous acts of parliament. And the majority went with the parliament's power having precedence that minority went with the government's power having precedent. That's Stephen Pierce, a professor at the University of Essex, and Michael Gordon, a professor at the University of Liverpool, speaking with Bloomberg Law host June Grasso. You can listen to Bloomberg Law Weekdays at 1 p.m. Wall Street time here on Bloomberg Radio. And that's this morning's Bloomberg Law Brief. You can find more legal news at BloombergLaw.com and BloombergBNA.com. Attorneys will find exceptional legal research and business development tools there as well. Visit BloombergLaw.com and BloombergBNA.com for more information.